so apologize if I'm cutting in and out. Um, Tamara, if you wouldn't mind, I know you're going to be in and out as you're doing some other stuff today, but if you wouldn't mind just kicking off our room, I am recording this in hopes that I can share a recap because I had issues last weekend. So we'll see if it, it comes through, but like to kick off and then we'll jump into our topic. Sounds great. Well, I think all of you know that this is a, really a forum that we built just to have real talk leadership. We talk about pretty much anything and everything, and we have a lot of ex vast experience and leadership from all levels here. And that's really the goal is to bring people in and let's talk about the good stuff and the not so good stuff and the ugly stuff. Um, so uh, I don't think there's anyone, probably you've been here. I think you've heard my spiel as well. I don't think I see anybody new, so I'm not going to go into all the the details, but I would just say that uh, if you're not following already, follow us, uh, you know, invite friends, invite others that may benefit from this. And uh, then I'll invite you up to Dylan. And uh, then we are recording and we're uh, posting these um, sessions on our website. So take advantage of that. And, uh, and I'm a little distracted because I'm at work. So I will turn it back over to you, Kel. Sounds good. And I, I will kind of add on that, you know, one of the things that I think is super helpful, not only, you know, as we've been trying to get our, our replays shared out on our website, I usually share the recaps and the link on LinkedIn. So if you follow me there uh, or Tamara, you'll usually see those shared out. But it's also a good reminder for everyone here is if there are resources that really work for you, we try to collect those. So if there's books that you're reading or articles or a video that you've watched, um, please share those. And if you don't share them, you know, you think of it after a conversation, you could always, you know, DM either one of us or anyone in the group um, to share that because I think sometimes the, we can have lasting impacts on teaching others and sharing what we, we have discovered ourselves. Um, even if it feels like it's something that you looked at years ago or had an impact on you years ago. So that's kind of one shout out as we go into the conversation today. And one of my always, I'd say my favorite, you know, parts of the kicking off the conversation is going round table. And again, reminding all of us the importance of being reflective of how your last week was. Uh, this is a really great practice that I like to do um, generally in my day. It's kind of one of my end of day. I do, you know, practice gratitude end of day but I like to kind of reinforce it here. So I'm going to start round table. And if you just have one word that really wraps up how you would reflect on the last week, and I'm going to start with Mark. Energizing. Uh, yes. Getting back into the swing of things and looking forward to the race tomorrow. Uh, and it's just been a really good, productive, energizing week. That is fantastic. Great to hear. Darius. Let's say blur. And that's just because it was the first full week with, my son's all of his sports and everything back on. So it was the first week we had a full schedule of everything between work and family. So I blinked and the week was gone. I can relate. I think everybody's getting back into those new schedules. Everybody's back in the swing. Tamson. I will say hopeful. I interviewed for a new role within my company yesterday and let's see how it goes. Oh, fantastic. Best of luck. Good luck. I'm Rita. Thank you. Um, I would say grateful. Uh, there have been a lot of things happening this year that are that's just around me, uh, and uh, I've been just reflecting past week. Uh, past week was super busy, but again, reflecting, um, it just felt that the fact that I'm I'm getting to experience those uh, things, I I just feel grateful. Wonderful, great to hear, Gary. 
Um, for me, I think it was restful. My daughter was visiting in town again, so we took the week off and uh, just relaxed. Oh, lovely. That's always great. Again, back to that quality time. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Prava. Hello. Hello, everyone. I think so. My word is joyful. Um, I was able to take my leadership team to a wonderful place in Sonoma last week. Uh, I think it was on Wednesday. Um, it's called Cornerstone. Um, it's got lovely free gardens, great food, just a perfect place to have a, a leadership reconnection. And um, it worked wonders for um, the rest of the team. And so I'm very grateful for that. That sounds wonderful. I already wrote that down. I'm going to look it up. Courtney. Courtney might be running. Sometimes I know where we got listeners. So Courtney, I'll come back to you if you pop on. Just, just holler and we'll, we'll pause to hear your word. Oh, there you are. Maybe. All right. We'll come back to you, Courtney. Mako, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, oh we can, can hear you, you now. Yes, we can. Okay, my word is reality. <laughs> is the bad again? Oh my God, no, mine is You're good, sick. keep going, you're good. Okay, so this week was windows into reality. Reality of behaviors, reality of some tech challenges. Um, yeah, I got a face full of reality this week. Ooh, yep, yeah, we can all relate, as Tamara said. We all have, the, have those moments where it, it, it definitely hits us, so we'll... I'm sure probably also feed into this conversation today as well. Uh, Mako. I am like on the precipice of total chaos. Was your word chaos? Or oh my goodness. Uh, I'll use chaos. No, I started I start a new uh, job on Monday. All my gear was uh, supposed to arrive yesterday. It decided to drive around in the FedEx truck all day, so I had to run to FedEx this morning and pick it up. But uh, it's all good chaos, but I got chaos going on right now. I got all my new devices yesterday in the mail, so I was like upgrading the entire family, an iPhone, and it was Val was on. I could thank her for the iPad mini, but like it's just an amazing device, and I don't know. I got all sorts of crap going on. It sounds like that's, that's some of the, the, the crap that you, would, you actually enjoy, you know, when you get all your new gear. My gear will be arriving later. Love it. <laughs> Love it. All right, Tamara. Oh, gosh. Chaotic reality. How's that? I, I love Mako's word and I love Courtney's word. That's what my life has been this week. So just trying to work through some real challenges and just trying to stay focused and not let the fact that I'm just like over it uh, bleed out into my team. But I certainly will continue to, to uh, toe the line here. Yes, again, we can all relate. You know, we have those ups and downs and busy times and slow times and lots to navigate. Um, I'll wrap it up with my my word would probably be um, productive. If I pick one word, it was a really fast week from a work perspective, but also just had some some fun breaks, even just, uh, you know, personally during the week, which which I think made the, the week go by really fast. And then you know, there's a lot of optimism and a lot, a lot going on and starting to I think I you know completed my first you know three weeks in my new role and starting to kind of feel like I'm getting into a groove and understanding how to contribute and really build with the team where we're going to be going. So a very productive week, and I'm excited to be here spending an hour with you all on Saturday as we jump into our topic. 
Um, so thank you, of course, for, for spending part of your time with us. And we do have an hour, which means we have about, you know, really 45 minutes left of this conversation. Um, and I think it's a really meaningful one. And, and we selected change because it was a theme that came up a lot last weekend as we were going through our, our word of the week. And everybody was kind of talking about, we, we kind of heard that it was a, a theme that a lot of folks were dealing with. And I know this is a this is a big topic and I have a lot that I want to cover with it, but I'm going to try to really hit on it and start us out when thinking about it through a couple of different lenses that we'll go through. One will be the changes that are out of our control. That's where we're going to start today. And then the changes that we control, the changes that we enact within our lives. And I really want to make sure that we balance between two perspectives. We want to think about what this means for us as individuals, both as leaders, personally, professionally, but also how we navigate change for the rest of our team. So these are kind of the, the areas I plant to see for all of you of where we're going to go. And again, really always want to get that reminder of this is about sharing your knowledge, maybe asking questions to others here, but also if there are resources that have helped you, let's make sure we call those out and share those with others so that we can all benefit from you know, uh, past experiences and how to navigate. So first, let's start with when changes happen around you. And this is, this is going to happen. We probably have all had it. We all probably kind of have stories that pop into our mind that are maybe near term or in our past of when something is changing around us. And what I want to kind of open it up and, and I'll talk a little bit, but plant the seed for you all to think about, you know, how have you as an individual navigated changes that have happened to you professionally? And let's say they're completely out of, maybe it's a, an organizational change. Maybe um, your leader is changing. Maybe your job function is changing, or maybe it's more dramatic. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you get laid off. Maybe you're reorganized out. How do you start to navigate that? How have you dealt with that? Knowing that there are many emotions that happen. Um, and there's a lot of different things that we have to do as far as to keep moving forward and figure out kind of what our next steps are. Um, some of the things, and again, I'm going to open it to the floor here, but as you all kind of maybe think about, you know, what you would, would talk about and how you've dealt with that is, you know, one of the things that, that comes up quite frequently is what we've talked about. And, and I'll give a shout out, Mako wrote about it as well on his, his website and his newsletter, which is, you know, who do you surround yourself with? Who is your personal board of directors so that when you're going through changes, you have individuals that are maybe outside of that direct experience that can give you a different perspective. So that's kind of one resource that I would start with is make sure that you have people around you that when you're navigating change really can help you talk through it, be a sounding board and challenge you to maybe think about it from a different perspective. So I'm going to pause there and open it to the floor if there's immediate things that come to mind as you think about when changes have happened around you that were out of your control, how did you start to address that? How did you start to navigate that? Well, I think that the biggest thing first, like you said, is when change happens, look at what you can control and can't control. I think that's the first thing to understand and don't waste any time trying to, you know, perseverate over something that's out of your control. And then on the out of your control, even most of those then the, I think the key thing for me is always focusing, well, what, what advantage or what opportunity does that provide? So for example, you know, you talked about a reorg or a new leader, which many of us here I know have gone through many times, but, you know, sometimes a new leader is an opportunity, you know, yes, it can be scary because you're like, well, wow, they're going to want to actually keep me in my role or change, but it's also an opportunity for you to reinvent yourself for that person, right? They may not know you, for example, like an, an outside leader coming in, 
you you have a bit of a clean slate. Yes, they're going to you know have background and everything else, but you know it's an opportunity to re-represent yourself or re-pitch ideas ideas or things. So to me, the biggest thing is first separate what you can and can't control. If you can't control it, don't don't try to, but then look at how you can leverage that as an opportunity. Yeah, I'll chime in there and, and, and to add on, I think Darius, it's a fantastic point because, you know, I think in, in part of, of thinking about the conversation for today is that what can you and can't you control? I think, you know, there's, you know, starting from that lens, there's always that that perspective that, you know, we always do actually have much more control than we sometimes think that we do, right? And so even in a situation where, you know, things are happening around us is, yes, being very clear and such a great point about what, what can I control in this situation and what can't I, what do I need to let go of? Because I think a big part of change also is being careful that you don't try to resist so much. I think that sometimes it's very easy to not be comfortable with the change and therefore kind of want to dig our heels in. And often this comes down to mindset of I'm, I don't like what's happening around me. And so I'm going to kind of refuse to accept that this change is happening which really is counterproductive on multiple levels and really just stalls us out and ultimately blocks what you were saying, Darcy, which is great as your kind of second point or, or you know, part of what you said, which is you miss out on what the opportunity is then. When you are resistant and you close yourself off, you can no longer see how opportunities may be created from this change because you're, you're trying so hard to reject it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't Mark. I'd also add, you know, allow yourself to feel, you know, it, it's a, a, a emotional change, right? And you don't have to thrash about it, but you can, you know, it, it can be upsetting. It, it, you can be frustrated with it. Maybe you've been trying for a promotion for several years and now with a reorg, you're going to have to kind of go back to square. I mean, it can be frustrating. And so I, I think it's important to go ahead and allow yourself those feelings, those emotions to process give yourself a little bit of time you don't have to you know put on the soldier front you know the next day uh, but you know there's there's private and there's public and there's you know being a leader as well but it doesn't mean that you can't feel those things oh, i don't know mark emotions are for the weak <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding look hey look, I'll, I'll just throw this out i i love i love the concept of of stoicism and you know there are things that you can't control the things that are that you can control and i would say in organizations there's largely things that you can't control but you know for, as somebody who's gone through a tremendous amount of change in the last six months um i would say sometimes it's better to be the captain of the ship than the passenger you know and and, and i and what i mean by that is yeah, there are things that are around you that are changing, but you can navigate a new course for yourself just, you know, by, by just sort of having that lens, as we talked about a little bit before, uh, you know, of just like where you want to go, what you want to be. And yeah, maybe your job's not the right thing. Maybe the organization's not the right thing. But, you you know, if you have that long term picture in your mind and the resolve to, to kind of get there, you, you can get your way through it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've suffered through all sorts of crazy health things and uh, a lot of uh, stress. And I really appreciate my, my board of directors. And, you know, I, I've really kind of cut out a lot of negative people from my life and my life and really focused in a lot on what I talked about this week, which is just like surrounding myself with people who want to make me be better is like been an amazing awakening for me. 
And, you know, if they don't want to make me be better and just want to drag me down, screw them. I don't have time for them. So, you know, for me, it's just like, you know, I think people often feel trapped. And, and, and that's the thing is I think they, they do not realize how much power they do have over their own lives. Yet in organizations, you know, there are things that happen that you don't control. And, you know, it just depends how much uh, energy you want to put towards that. Yeah, I love everything that you just covered there, um, Maker. I think it's really powerful. And I think even to that last point is, I would I would even challenge that that sometimes you know folks can feel very trapped. And I think that's that's related in some ways to what Mark was saying, which is allowing yourself the room to feel the emotion, right? Feel the disappointment, acknowledge it, right? Like let yourself feel that before you move on. But also then really start to look at you know, where do you want to be and why do you feel trapped, right? It's very easy to feel like this is all just happening around me and I'm just, I'm stuck in this and I have no control over it. And I go down a very negative, you know, mindset path that I can't get out of. But I think what you hit on is so important of always in those moments is remind yourself, okay, go, go through that. Why do you feel trapped? Where do you actually have control? Where is there actually opportunity or where does something actually need to change? You know, we're talking about when change happens around you, but you can see so quickly how this actually is very much connected to understanding where you actually can control. So if there is a change that's happening, okay, well, where can I actually be a part of driving the change towards where I want to be ultimately? And maybe this was, you know, sometimes- what change? Right. I mean, that, I think that's super important. Like there's certain things are just like, screw this. I don't want to be a part of this crap. Well, sometimes it can be right. A very real wake up call. You know, sometimes, you know, you can, you can actually have changes that happen around you completely out of your, out of your, your control, but it will show you something completely different or maybe give you a different perspective on, well, actually I did want that change to happen. That actually, this actually is good for me because I needed this. I needed to have something shift for me. I needed a, a different leader, or I needed something to wake me up and push me out of my comfort zone. Sometimes it's easy that we just kind of get on autopilot and we're just floating along in our lives and something massive happens around us and it shifts us out of it and says, oh, wait, maybe I did really need something to wake me up. Um, and it's, so it's, it's, again, it's that mindset. And again, I, I'm going to keep saying it, but I think it's a good point. Mako, you hit on it too, is who are you surrounding yourself? in these moments of when things are happening, like who's continuously helping you see with a different perspective or challenging you, right, to to embrace a change or to be a part of driving a change within your life. I think also you need to kind of take a step back while you're processing the emotions, like Mark said, you also need to take a step back and reflect on what the change could mean for you, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's somewhere in between. You have to kind of really sit with yourself and look at what the change means to you, what the change means to the organization, and then see if you can uh, resonate with that. Okay, so it's Tamara. Um, so I just wanted the, some of the thoughts that came to me when I think about this. I don't think, obviously, there's there's good change and there's not such good change. And I, I, I want to start by, you know, I kind of went through that whole change of, you know, having my job consolidate, et cetera. And I think the first thing that comes to my mind in those situations is number one, this doesn't define my value. It doesn't define who I am. I always try to stay in that frame of mind. And the other thing is, I just think it's important to stay aware, focused and present so that you don't get distracted by all the, you know, the extraneous stuff that, that doesn't really matter. So just trying to really focus on, you know, peeling back the onion and getting to the core of what the change is and trying to be able to make effect 
in, in, in times of change. And I think change also brings uh, discomfort, but it also it can bring discomfort, but it also brings growth. That when you're uncomfortable, that's when you're actually growing. That's when you're going to start to see things change positive, in, hopefully in a positive way. Trying to stay positive and focus on the on the success. You know what you can do to, you know, to become more successful. And I think it's important too for me, at least. I, I try to be the role model or the anchor in, and in, in showing others how to navigate change, even though, you know, there may be a lot of stress or maybe a lot of angst and, and uncertainty. I feel like, you know, it's important if we stay aware and present and focused as much as possible, even though all of that stuff, Mark, you talked about the turbulence is underneath all of it is just trying to, you know, to stay in the present, stay focused and not get caught up in the distractions. And this is Prava and Tamara, you know, thanks for making those points. Um, you know, I've been working in an organization that's been going through constant change. And I've been reflecting that, you know, for me, that there's two types of change. There's the chronic change and there's what I call the acute changes. And um, it sounds a little clinical, but it's been um, sort of a, a good visual for me to hold in my own head. Because sometimes you also have the acute on chronic change. And so that's just a lot to have to deal with. Um, often the word that we associate with change is resilience. And I think it's um, comparatively um, simple and easy to think I've got to work through that, get to the end of that, understand it, etc. But when you layer that, on the chronic changes, that needs another layer of strength. And, and this is why I go to the word grit, because um, it really needs that level of energy and grit to understand that this is long haul change and it's going to take a lot of different strategies to cope with those changes. You know, that's that's great. And and Prava, I, I thank you so much for tapping in and adding that. I, I you know, I wanna also uh and kind of tagging on to that from a non work related as you think about if you wanna get in shape and you wanna what run a, a half marathon like Mark, you know, it it's gonna be hard. Um, but you know, I, I, I heard something this morning on the way to work, you know, if if you take the easy road, you're gonna have a hard life. If you if you take the hard if you do the hard work, you're gonna have an easy life. And I think that there's times when you just have to put in the work, you know, whether it's at work or it's in your personal life, you're trying to get in shape or you're trying to, you're in a new job and you have to figure out, because there's no instruction manual, you got to figure out what to do and you have to create that job role as you fly the plane. Um, it, it's the hard work. You got to put it in, but it ultimately is, is, is you're going to, you have to be able to see what you're trying to achieve and stay, keep your eye on what you're, where you're trying to go, where you're trying to take yourself which will ultimately, I think, end up in, in success. You'll hopefully achieve whatever your goals are. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Amrita. Yeah, I, I was just um, listening and I was thinking like before we lead um, others, it's important that we center ourselves, uh, take a moment to do that as we reflect, um, not thinking about the past, not thinking about the future, but just um, staying um, and just being in the present and not really thinking much like after the whole 
thing like um when, when or before or after the self-reflection like what does it mean for us or um i feel that it's important that before we go or move on leading others it's important uh to center ourselves center our mind um uh center our thoughts um th- that's um i think something that is important I think, that, I think that's a great point, too, because I spend a lot of time talking about personal change. But when you're leading an organization through change, like in order, it's if you don't have that centering that, you know, you're, you're talking about there, like the org is going to feel and, you know, feel it and go through it, you know, as, as you are expressing it, you know. So it's, I think it's super important to keep, you know, folks, folks calm, <laughs> but also be transparent. You know, I think, you know, as, as leaders of organizations, often the team thinks you have more answers than you really do. And even when you tell them that you don't have answers on certain things, they kind of assume that you do. And it, so it's, again, I think having that, that centering is super, super, super important. Yeah, I agree. I think what, what both of you have hit on is, you know, I think what's most powerful in moments of change as we we start as it's already happening, which is wonderful. We're starting to shift a little bit into leading others. And I think you can't be an authentic leader. You can't show up authentically in those moments of change if you don't first focus on yourself and what this means and how you think about it. And again, take you the time and the space to center yourself, to ground yourself, to understand what's important, how you're navigating it, right? Because we've even talked in past conversations, right? If you show up in the midst of you're processing this and maybe you're still you know, maybe in a negative mindset or you're feeling some emotions about it, like that's not the time to go sit in front of your team, right? That That's that's not productive for them. That's not helpful for them. And we as leaders need to, to go through our own internal journey of what this means so that we can show up. And sometimes the most powerful thing that you can say to your team is, I don't know all the answers. I don't have all the informa- information, but when I have it, I will share with you what I know. I will be, I will be transparent with you. And if I don't know something, I'm going to say, I don't know it because I think you're right, Mako. Very frequently our teams look to us as leaders and they expect us to have the answers. They expect that we know or just not them. And that's not always true. It's actually much more about things are happening very dynamically and they're happening rapidly. And we only have certain information, but the more that we can be present and hold space and be transparent with our teams, that's going to help them see that we are actually there to help them uh, and lead them than it is of, you know, potentially fall into the curve of, you know, let's all complain about these changes that are happening and happy and how unhappy we are with it. Yeah. And I'll just add on to that. I think it's also important not only to say, I don't, you know, be transparent, say, I don't know, I don't have answers, but also equally as transparent of look, I, you know, I know what this is going on, but I, I'm not allowed, or I can't talk about that just yet. But, you know, I think you have to be able to have that ability to say that to the team because they'll then they'll trust when you say, I don't know, <laughs> you know, 100%. So. Right. And again, that comes from like the, that is that is trust and transparency. Right. Because as soon as people feel like and we know because we've all dealt with it. Right. As soon as you feel like someone's hiding something from you. Right. There's something going on that you just don't have access to. Then that feeds more into that feeling of being out of control. Um, and then ultimately can lead into very, very, uh, you know, destructive, you know, uh, perceptions of I'm just not valuable, I'm not valuable enough to even have the information. So it's, you know, a lot of the things that, you know, number one, I, I started with us individually, because I think it's, it's how we first process the changes to understand how we as individuals might be feeling, which may be very much what our team is feeling, 
so that we can then be present for them and support them through the same changes that they might be going through in a in a much more constructive way, again, where they feel at least seen and heard and supported. I'm curious on uh, how people handle it, both from a leadership and as an individual, um, when you haven't been at an organization a while, right? Because a lot of what I've what I've been hearing and, and, and how it's been resonating with is authentic trust, transparency. And a lot of that builds up over time of working with people. But if you're a new leader and you know, you're in there the first month or less, major change happens. Like how do people handle that situation when you haven't gotten a chance to build up that, uh, that partnership, right? With, with your 360 that are sitting out there. Artie, I love that question. And, you know, I, I'm going through and went through a very similar situation where it's like, I'm not in a position to expect the broader team to trust me yet. Um, but there's change happening. And so for me, and I don't know, I'd, I'd love to hear others, uh, how they approach it. It's like, I just try to be super consistent. Like, I am here to build trust. I'm going to do that through listening, curiosity, some of what said, I will be as transparent as I can. I'm not going to, one thing, I love what you said, we don't have all the answers and I don't want to set a false expectation that I do because the second you say that you have potentially set yourself up to break trust. And so I think already just being explicit about your intentions, like even when you're still trying to build that trust, I've found just if I can just continue to be vocal about how I'm going to learn and hopefully get to a spot where I can help with the change. Um, it's part of why I picked reality I, I for my word this week, because one of the things I talk to my team about is embracing reality. There are things that we cannot control, but let's take it in and then let's figure out how we're going to navigate forward. And I used to work with somebody who would say, I understand this, but I don't accept it. And I think it's a really good phrase to just say, you're going to need to accept kind of some of what is going on around you when change is happening, but it doesn't mean that you just have to admire it and be okay with it. And so I don't know, Artie, if that's helpful, but I've just found, and, and to be honest, a, some of my team members have given me feedback that I'm not acting fast enough. Like, you should be taking change in and you should be making change. And I'm like, you know, it's just not me. That would not be my authentic self if I just reacted to everything that was happening around me. I need that time to say, I hear you. I need some process time. And then we will act with the best information we have. So sorry, that was long-winded, but I'm kind of feeling that same uh, scenario that you're describing. Yeah, I love I loved everything you just said, Courtney, because I think it's, you know, it's again that and I love that the grounded in reality and and I think there's something so powerful as we talk about kind of the, the transparency piece of of explaining, you know, number one, I think even taking your last point, right? The idea that, you know, we're going to get feedback. And I think hearing feedback and taking that in 
is one piece and acknowledging to our teams that we are hearing their feedback, it does not always mean that we are going to immediately react, right? And I think that's an important lesson for anyone to have, whether it's about organizations and teams or if it's about specific products, right? Is when you are reacting versus when it's not the right time to react. But I also think, you know, you know, already to your point, very much echoing what Courtney said, I think when we're in a new organization, it is about just being transparent about why. Why is a change happening? So if we are a leader who is a part of driving change, right? It's a probably a whole recession in our last 20 minutes. I don't think we'll be able to cover it. But if we are really, really driving the change, right? So we're pushing forward change within an organization. It's about being clear to others about why it is that's happening. What are we trying to get out of it? What is the intention? And if it's happening above us or around us, it's about, again, being present with our teams to explain why those changes might be happening, what we are seeing, what is what opportunities are being created, but also what the organization or company might be going through that is resulting in these changes. Because I think when when change becomes really negative, especially for our teams, it's when people do not understand why. Why is this happening? And is it creating a perception of this is change for the sake of change? This is change for the sake of that somebody had an idea and I may on high it came down and now it's happening. And that's rarely the case. Sometimes I'm sure it happens, but the more as we as leaders can be a part of that conversation to explain why, what is the intention, what is the goal, and continue to reiterate that, that's when it can actually, I think, be a huge part of reinforcing that trust and transparency that, that we build over time. So I'll tag, I'll tag on to that too, Kelly. I would just say that, you know, especially when you're in a new situation, going through new change or maybe a new team, you know, I think listening, like try to close your lips and listen as much as possible. Um, I think it's important to engage your team where you can, especially where they may have a voice in the change. It, it empowers them. It, it makes it engages them in a way that they feel that you value them and that you value what they how they feel and what their ideas are. And I think what you said, Courtney, about you got to be vulnerable. It's okay to say, I don't have the answers. It's okay to say, you know, yeah, this is something that doesn't add value, but it's required. It's a compliance thing. It's a regulation. It's a law, whatever it is. And, and so by, with that, I say lead by rationale. Like tell them as much as you can why these things are happening. Um, give them a, a forum to ask questions and obviously communicate, communicate, communicate. Go ahead, Miko. Oh, I was just going to throw on there, you know, all this is really great advice, but it, I will also throw on there, if you enter an organization and there's like immediately all this crazy change, I guess just in general, I take tons of notes and like, I think it's such a, a good thing to, to, you know, to add on to what you're saying about just listening, because, you know, you'll find that if an organization is in a constant change mentality where it's like, always fluctuating like there's probably some deeper issues going on right so it's for me it's like having the note taking is just like and we talked a little bit about this last week and the tools thing but like you know i you know maybe this is a warning when people text me stuff too sometimes like i take notes <laughs> like you know and i'll I, I, and i have action items when people say something that they're going to do something you know i put it in my to-do list and i kind of tag them you know, in a method in my own to-do list of like, okay, this person promised me this thing by this date, I'm going to hold them to those things. Or this person said this thing on that date, like I'm going to hold them to those things. So it's really for me a, a, a 
more of a lens on sort of the actions matching a lot of the words that people say. But um, I, I would highly suggest, you know, uh, take, lot, take lots of notes. <laughs> I really like that, Mako, where, where you said around not just taking notes, but understanding the amount of change and the velocity of change. Because that could be, as we kind of bringing it back to how do, you, how do you handle change? And is this the right spot? Is this the right, you know, what can you, how can you navigate? Because that can be a sign of, is this like, you know, being in control and, and taking control of your own destiny of it, is this going to happen again in, in another three months, right? And so just kind of let it be or go, you know what, I, I have to get off of this roller coaster ride because knowing the history says is, yeah, every three months, there's going to be major change like this again. So is, so am I able to process that? Yeah, that's such a good point because I think, you know, as, as we're coming up on 15 minutes, I think it's a really important as we kind of think through where this conversation has gone, where those, those, those moments of reflecting on when we need to make a change for ourselves. Right. And, and I think, you know, knowing that, you know, we've all gone through change. I, I love, you know, make it to your point, like take a lot of notes, pay attention, what's going on, capture what's going on and see if there's trends that are showing up to your point already as well. Like, is there a trend showing up every three months there's a massive change happening? And it's a big change that happens across the entire organization to be able to understand if that's something that, that you want to be a part of, because we, again, we do have, we have a constant theme here of what can you control and what can't you control? And if a change needs to be made, even for yourself, where, you know, maybe you thrive. I'll speak for myself that I'm somebody who always has really, really enjoyed a lot of change. It's something that I, I generally navigated quite frequently in my career. And for the most part, it's something that I, I find really forces me and has really propelled me in a lot of growth. And it's allowed me to grow in different ways that I would probably not have been able to because of the amount of change, both in being a part of kind of technology and how fast technology changes, but being a part of a company that also is known to go through through changes quite frequently as well. But we have to know that about ourselves, right? At what point do you fatigue? And this is no longer, you know, this is no longer helpful. It's no longer actually creating growth. Maybe it's becoming more destructive. Maybe it's having a negative impact on your health, your mental health, your capability as a leader. You know, maybe it's again, not in alignment with you. I think all of those are really important to those practices of note-taking, journaling, as we think about how we centered on when do we need to make a change for ourselves yeah kelly i think that's a really good point it's like what are the signals that you have that are those indicators and i think back to the comment about you know the personal board of directors and like who is your sounding board who are going to give you maybe that tough uh feedback about hey, I'm seeing a change in you, or like, this is something that it doesn't seem like it's good for you. Like having people who are going to give you that, and I'll keep using the, the reality term, but like that dose of reality or the reality check or the jolt that you need to really take a step back and, you know, consider it, you know, is this something that is good, not only for yourself, but for your team? Yeah, I totally agree, right? It's that it's your you know, another way of also framing it, these are people that hold you accountable, right? Mako even talked about that, right? Words matching actions, right? Like I said something, I'm doing something, but also who are those people outside of your 
you know, your work, that day-to-day can also hold you accountable, right? When you are, I think the other thing that happens, right, sometimes we, we see changes happen or something's happening around us um, and we maybe go after a role, right? Or we go after a project and who are those people that kind of jolt us out of it and say, why are you going for that? Is that actually what you want to be doing? Is that actually, you told me this is what you actually care about. How is this helping you get there, right? And I think it's really easy to get caught up, you know, really get caught up, especially when changes happen and we start to think, oh, maybe this is actually what I need to be doing. I'm going to go after this different role or something. And we kind of lose that perspective, right? And that's that's where it really is. And I love, I love the framing, Courtney, that you used of like, know your signals, like know when something's happening around you and pay attention. And then make sure that you have those people around you that are not only going to be a sounding board for you, but they're going to hold you accountable when you're maybe going down a direction that really isn't, isn't in your, your long-term goal, your long-term plan. If I, you know, channel, make those term for life 2.0, like where do you want to be in the long-term and are the changes that are happening around you or the changes that you are enacting directly for yourself, helping you reach those goals? Or are you getting distracted and caught up in what's happening around you? All right. Oh, go for it, Artie. Yeah, something that's helped me with that. Oh, sorry. So something that's helped me trying to navigate some of that with that change is uh, I just went through, you know, a, a job change, and I had to really reflect. That says, is what was I, what was my goals versus what was my dreams, and that really helped me try to navigate some of the change that was going through, because one was more emotional of, hey, I've always kind of wanted to do this, versus here was the outcome that I'm trying to get towards, right? And so fr- by me reflecting through there and, and, and talking with my board of directors, you know, my personal board of directors, be able to process when change happens, because then I can categorize how am I feeling? What is it happening around me? And am I continuing on my journey as you were talking through of, hey, are you continuing on the journey that you are trying to lay out for yourself? Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's, you know, it's a great framing to talk about goals versus dreams, because I, again, I think as we, we think about where we want to be long term, right? Um, I think it's, a, it's an interesting way of kind of thinking about it through those two lenses of, of these kind of big aspirational, you know, dreams that we have, but also the goals that help us drive towards outcomes to get there. But again, it's that reminder of, you know, and, and Darius, I'm going to go all the way back to Darius's point at the very beginning of this conversation, which is, you know, change quite frequently results in an opportunity. The change right quite frequently opens doors that didn't exist previously. Especially, and I, I work at a you know very large company. And sometimes when big companies are, you know, have their structure and they have their org and it can be sometimes very slow for growth to happen or new roles to be created. But sometimes when massive changes happen, it's about seeing the landscape. And I think it goes hand in hand with understanding what you care about, what you want to be doing, where you want to go to be able to see those opportunities and act on them. And it's really important they kind of go, you know, really hand in hand with being able to embrace that that new opportunity, that new growth opportunity. There, I read a, a quote this morning that somebody was you know, talking about change and they were talking about change being, being necessary for growth, that it's about an opportunity for us to plant ourselves in new soil to deepen our roots. You have to kind of go through changes in order to continue to have that deepened growth and so again, clarity on where we want to go with that dreams, goals, and ultimately where are those opportunities both within our organization or potentially beyond. 
All right, we are getting in. Oh, and Maria, do you want to add something there? Oh, yeah, no, uh, I was just listening, and I, it, what you were saying reminded me of a Stoic uh, philosopher, Marcus uh, Aurelius, and he had uh, he wrote, Change is Nature's Delight, and I, I was just trying to pull it up and uh, just mention that. Uh, it means that change is actually woven into the universe, um, and we humans are built for change and embracing new challenges and that's an opportunity for growth and development. What a fantastic addition. Thank you for that. I was going to throw, have I mentioned how awesome this new iPad mini is? It's well, I was just going to open up for everyone. What resources? So Mako, do you want to talk about how the iPad mini could be a fantastic resource for navigating change? That That could be a true statement. It's fantastic. Well, give us a little synopsis. I want to hear about this thing. Now, uh, I'm <laughs> kind of just joking around, but um, I've, Kelly knows. I mean, I've always, you know, or those that have worked with me, like I always try to go pretty damn minimal with all my hardware. And like they really, for me, they nailed it with this new mini because it's just like, it's the ultimate like, writing it's like an ipad pro but like shrunk to like notebook size so it's a uh i'm, I'm just like super happy i'm waiting for this device for like five years so i'm, I'm <laughs> fantastic so awesome so it's not chaotic I, you I, actually I, enjoy it <laughs> well it's chaotic trying to get all these devices upgraded at the same time it's like you gotta have i don't know i haven't seen val in a couple of weeks but like you know it's, it's like iphone day it's like crazy town <laughs> It was a two-hour wait for me to pick up my device or uh, an iPad Mini yesterday at the store. It felt like it felt yes. like it was eleven years ago. Remember when oh, those yes. lines were crazy? I miss those days. Those were fun going in. Now it's like too easy. You can't buy it online. You know, I bought the phone. I got that one delivered, and then Mako was raving about his, and I was like, oh, "Fine, FOMO ordered one." All right. Well, this is actually. You were just feeling deprived of, uh, of interactions with people, people, huh? And, and was I right or what? Was well, I right, he, he, you, you were right. It, it pretty much is the best device that I have right now. And, and I'm ditching other stuff because I love the form factor for it. Well, and I will bring it back to our topic, which is change in technology is actually <laughs> something to always be very excited about as well. I know, but I love upgrading my technology as well. So for any of us that are in that zone, it's also celebrate the fun things like new devices, new hardware, you know, new new gadgets that we can play with that will actually also help us as well. All right, we're in about our last few minutes here. Um, again, I did want to open it to the floor. Are there any other resources that folks would want to share with the group as far as how we think about navigating change? Also, if there's any, you know, tidbits that have really stood out to you that you want to, you know, kind of share with the group, always happy to create, you know, open the floor for that. Um, but want to make sure that if there's anything, and I, I love the reference to Stoicism, I think that's really, you know, I, I know it's been mentioned, and Marita mentioned that, Mako's mentioned that in the past, so I'll pull some some references for that as well. But if there's any articles or talks that specifically stand out to you, I will also include a link. Um, I think Mako did a really great write-up for personal board of directors, so I'll include that as a, as a reminder for anyone who hasn't, you know, read about that or doesn't really know that concept so that will be in our recap as well. But are there other things that pop into your mind that have been really helpful for
for you as you've navigated your own change and tools or resources that you've that you've used you might think might be helpful for others. I think I've mentioned this before and it kind of depends on the scenario, but I I try really hard to leverage that first 90 days framework. It's like if you're moving into a position or even if the change is within the organization that you're in and, you know, your boss changes or you move teams, et cetera, it's just a good reflection. Even if you go through it super quick, I just feel like it's a good way to just kind of take a step back and go, all right, what, what sort of scenario am I walking into or am I being impacted by? Um, so that's one that I just, I always try to remember um, to just pause and, and reflect. Like recently I've had changes where new teams have come into my scope and it's, and I have done like a really quick assessment of, am I, is this still a turnaround situation or like, what is the scenario that I'm in? Um, and what do I want to focus on over the next 90 days to really learn as much as I can about this change? That's super helpful. Thank you, Courtney. And I think it's a really good reminder that, and I know that I'll, I'll say this because this kind of was where my head went with that, which is it's very easy to think of a 90 day framework only when we move into a new role or only when we move into a new organization. But we take for granted that there might be moments in time where, again, a change is happening. And it's a good framework to pull out, use, even if it's quickly to reground on, again, where are we? What scenario are we in? And how do we want to move forward? What do we want to focus on? So not forgetting to use that tool, even if we've been in the same role for you know years, potentially, right? If something's happening around us, pull that out, use it again. Fantastic reminder. It's not just when you start a new job. It can be used at any point, given you know potentially the, the size and magnitude of changes happening around you. I would say another tool could be um, doing like mini relaunches uh, at, when the change is not intense, meaning um, the, if there's a new team member joining uh, the team, um, obviously it is you know, a change. It's, it's a change. And they were able to leverage that, for example, to get funding to fix a bunch of systems that were close to end of life, but no one had wanted to invest in. So I think it's like anything that comes as a change, we can apply these principles to. Even if hey, it's Darius, not uh, sorry, Amrita. Darius, we, I think you cut out. So we missed the beginning of what you said. Oh, just, just, just kind of echoing that we talked a lot about change related to org changes, but it's really about any change. And so like sometimes there's an opportunity as far as like, again, when COVID hit and, you know, e-commerce spiked, you could leverage that change in a positive way to get, say, investment in systems that needed to be upgraded or fixed Got in it. order to solve the problem. So I just think, again, even that 90-day plan, we can leverage that even just for project changes and stuff too. So just not to keep it too focused on org only. Super helpful. Uh, and Marita, did you want to finish your thought? Apologies that we kind of shifted there. So you were talking about mini relaunches and new team members joining. 
Yeah, yeah. I feel that when teams uh, get used to it, like these smaller changes, when there's a new member joining, whether it's in the same region, same country, or uh, in in it, well, in a distributed workforce, there's a team member joining in Poland or you know in other countries. I think it's uh, it's an opportunity again to help the team navigate through that change. It's a change for for you as a leader and also for them. Um, I think doing mini relaunches of the team, uh, again, one-on-ones and also as a team helps um, to just remind what, what the team is all about and just, you know, reinstill those or remind about those core values or about the team culture. And uh, that really helps the new person and the team. Yeah, it's a good reminder. I was I was thinking about, you know, even as you were talking and I've I've been in some organizations where I've seen leaders that have navigated change. I think it can't be, you know, really uh, understated how important it is to think about just even, again, I, and I love the term of kind of mini relaunches for your teams about how you're communicating. What does your one-on-one structure look like? How are you bringing your teams together? And I think, you know, it's really important to almost think through in times of change over communication. And I know when, when I've seen, you know, I'll use the, the the pandemic, right? Huge, massive change that happened to everybody, right? Which is, I saw, you know, what, what one of my leaders did, which I thought was really important was, when all of our teams were sent home and now we were all working remote, um, he put in place a weekly little radio address, which was just once a week where he would get on with the entire organization and just talk about key updates that were happening, but to be available to answer questions, to connect with the team. And it was really impactful to get through a massive change to help folks feel like they had a connection, that their leader was available to them, was visible to them, and it was weekly and it continued. It just continued through the entire pandemic and it had a pretty you know, monumental impact on our teams, but it's those small moments. Can you carve out 15 to 30 minutes in a week to talk to your entire team? Can you make it a point to what I've done with one-on-ones is have one, you know, office hours where anyone is available within my organization or even outside sometimes, just come into my, my office hour and let's just talk, whatever you need, whatever it is that I can help you with. I'm available. It's the equivalent of open door, but not having an actual physical door that folks can walk through. So again, those small moments of think about your team and the communication and how you can reinforce that availability and accessibility to them. All right. Well, with that, oh, one more. I have, I'm I'm, going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you for another topic for for another conversation. It'll be a teaser. So I like it. On the agenda. With that, we are already out of time. So thank you so much to everyone for spending a portion of your Saturday. Again, I'll, I'll share the recap um, as well as a replay. So if there's anybody you think would benefit from this, please feel free to share that. And then Tamara, do you have a quote for us? I do from Alan Watts. The only way to make sense of change is to plunge into it, move with it, and join the dance. And so everyone go out and lead with confidence and focus and clarity this week. And I hope everybody has a fantastic week and change is gone at the end. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.